Ayinamat Beis, five lines down, last word of line is Amar, quoting the Mishnah. Mishnah we had a few days ago. Um, you have a, a, a man, as far as we know, he's, he's all there. He says uh, to two people, kiss forget le'ishti. And then, Aksu Kordaikis, he comes down with Kordaikis or Kordiakis. It's some sort of uh, altered mental state. He drank too much new wine uh, that can cause it. The Chazava Amar, and then while he's in his sort of uh, maybe intoxicated or not normal state, he says, Al He tells these uh, two people, actually, don't write it out. What he said second is a big nothing. We have Machlokas, Reishakish, and Rabbi Yochanan. How big a nothing is that nothing? Amr Shemben Lakish, who I circled, Kaisin Venaisin get la altar, and Rabbi Yochanan, who I circled, says, Ein Kaisin Ella Lakeshe Yishtafe. Let's go over those two opinions. Reishakish says, What does it mean when uh, the Mishnah said what it did? You write out these two people. They write out a get, they deliver the get immediately. Even all the guys in his state of being um, influenced by Kordaikis. Rabbi Yochanan says, no, no. What we mean is you don't write it out right away. But when he gets better, you don't need to check again with him. You write it out then and give it. But he's got to be better, all normal, all back to uh, sound mind. My what if he get back to, back, back to normal? He says, hey, wait a minute, where... I don't want to give that gift. That's different. If they, he can get to them first and say that, and they haven't yet given it, but if, if they haven't heard from him one way or another, they can still write it out and give it. But they have to wait till he's back to normal. My time with Reish Lakish, I squiggle around Reish Lakish, and a line later, I squiggle in the line of Yochanan. So the Gemara wants to know what's the reason for each one of these two, and we'll say what does each one do with the other ones, Mukher. So the reason Reish Lakish, he says, look at the Mishnah, Diktani, here's a four word quote from the Mishnah, Ein Bidvar Vachronim Klum. It's pretty clear that that which this guy under his Kordaikis state said, actually, don't give it, it, it's a big nothing. It's a total zero. So the only thing we'll go with is when he said, write it again for my wife, and we'll follow that. Whereas Rabbi Yochanan, who he had squiggle underlined, uh, he, he says, uh, one second, uh, four word quote, same four words from the Mishnah. What that means is, right, when he gets better from his uh, state of being Kordaikist comma connector, when that happens, you don't have to go back and ask him, uh, buddy, you still want us to do what you had asked? However, the truth is, Rabbi Yochanan would tell you, if they hadn't yet written it out and given it, you don't write it out while he's in the Kordaikist state. But my kamifugi, the Gemara wants to get down to the essential point of machlaikis between Reish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan, and here it is. How do you look at a person who's currently Kordaikist? Is he like somebody who is asleep, or is it like somebody who's gone insane? That's Machlokas. Reish Lakish, who I underline, Midamile Liyashan, he compares it to somebody who's asleep. So if, you know, married guy says to two people, I want you to write and give a get to my wife, goes to sleep, they can write it out and give it to her even while he's asleep. Whereas Rabbi Yochanan, who I underlined, Medamile Lashaita, he compares it to a person who's gone insane, which a uh, person who's gone insane, you, you can't listen to what he's saying, certainly while he's insane. Okay. Okay, you can compare it to a Yashan, you compare it to a Shaita. Why did each one of these two not want to compare it to the other one? So Rabbi Yochanan, I squeal on Rabbi Yochanan. Nami Lidme Yashan. Why don't you compare the guy who has Kordaikis to somebody who's sleeping? Well, Rabbi Yochanan would tell you, Yashan. Loy mechuser maisa, guy who's sleeping, 
There's no outside stimulus we just have to do. He wakes up and he's up again. Whereas Hai, the guy who has Kordaikis, is Mechusra Maisa. He's going to be afflicted by this Kordaikis until we actually do something, which is the, uh, the remedy of, you'll never guess what, lean meat, watered down wine. Seems to be the remedy for a lot of ailments. But there, it, he's, we're lacking that mice. Until he does that, he's not going to be cured. Whereas Reish Lokish, I squiggle on Reish Lokish, we'll ask on him. Nami did me shaita. Why don't you, like Rabbi Yochanan said, compare this guy who has Kordaikis to a shota? Well, you know what Reish Lokish will tell you? Shaita, a person who's gone insane, loy samya biyadun, we don't have a remedy for that. They might magically get better, might not, but we don't know what to do with that. Whereas Hai, the guy who has Kordaikis, simply take two pills and, you know, check back in the morning. Or Hai Samebiyada, namely Bisra Sumka, Agunri, lean meat on coals, Vichamra water down wine. Period. Gmar has a couple questions on Rabbi Yochanan had said. Umi, I double underline the word Umi and put a number one in the margin. And about eight lines later, first word on the line is haha. Near the middle of that line is the word umi. I double underline that and put a number two in the margin. And both going to be uh, it's a, like a series, really only a series of two questions. Here's the first. This one takes about five, six lines to develop. Here we go. Umi amar Rabbi Yochanan hachi. Did Rabbi Yochanan really say that we will not write out again except when the person gets all better? Question mark, comma. Vaham Rabbi Yehudam or Shmuel underline Shmuel's name. And in a case where you have a married man who was um, attacked and someone took a knife and sliced through shachat by shnayim, shnayim, both his windpipe and his food pipe, he basically not lasting for much longer, or majority of those two, the ramas, he can't even speak, but he, he, he hinted, he, he gestured to uh, people who were there, ramas va'amar, so amar literally means like speaking, but he's not speaking, he's through his ramiz, he's communicating, that he wants to get rid of for his wife. Well, the people who um, were, were there and witnessed that, they can write it out and give it. Comma connector, Vitania. And we have uh, another Brysa. Baruch Hashem, this is not the case uh, most of the time, but let's say, um, Meguyad is sort of hacked up into pieces. Um, really not nice, sliced up, or tzolval I think literally means like uh, on the crucifix, which was unfortunately not an uh, uncommon way for them to execute Jews, even maybe false messiah Jews. Tzolval um he's hanging, or he's up on, on the cross, v'ramaz v'amar, and uh, he doesn't say, uh, always think of the bright side of life, but ramaz v'amar, he says, kisfu get le'ishti, in both those cases, hare elu yichtavu v'yitnu, Okay, now, in both those cases, that there's... Brisa? That's, that's a price. It's a price that goes for two lines from the word Ra'uhu to the word V'yinu, and in both of those cases, clearly, his mind becomes confused. He's basically, like, mortally wounded, and yet, uh, if he says to write and give a get to his wife, we'll, we'll go ahead and do it. That's sort of a question on Rabbi Yochanan, who had said that, uh, until the person gets better. So the Gemara turns around and answers, one second, this isn't really a question on Rabbi Yochanan, they're definitely intense situations, but you can't compare the two. Hachi hashta. Hasam, when a person, either he's been sliced up, he's, he's hanging, he's, he's on the cross. Hasam daita tzilusahi. He does have 
clarity of thought. Now, it might be an intense moment, but he's at least clear in his thoughts, and therefore when he communicates them that he wants to get written and given, we will go with it. It's simply a intense, I know it's a weakness, he's basically about to die, but it's, it's that physical weakness that gives him the inability to say it, and that's why he can only communicate it to us, but he's all there. Whereas Hacha, the guy who's in uh, the influence of Kordaikis, or if you've known anyone who's heavily drunk or under some uh, altered state, Daita Shagishtahi, he's got a really, his mind frame is, is messed up. He's not clear in his thinking. So uh, for sure, if it's an intense situation, but if he's all there, we'll follow it, as opposed to if his mind is kind of messed up, we, we can't go with that. Second question. Umi, I double underline the word umi. Umi Amar Shmuel Hachi. Does Shmuel really say that the guy who's had his windpipe and his uh, food pipe severed entirely or mostly severed is, is considered alive? By the way, can a dead man tell us to give a get to his wife? No, he's dead already. So clearly he's considered a machai. Really? Amar of Yudamar Shmuel, Mr. Yudamar Shmuel himself would have said, Shachat by Shnaim. You watch an incident, you know, Bob Cohn, someone attacks him, slices through the majority of his windpipe, his food pipe, Ubarach, and he's able to sort of like run off. You know what? Me'idin alav, the people who witnessed that would be able to testify that he's definitely dead and his wife is considered a, uh, a widow and she's free. Now, comma, connector, if you want to say, like, uh, um, it's set up above, Chaihu, that he's considered alive, because we did see he was alive, because he could give a get to his wife, then, how could they come and testify like uh, uh, that the person is, is dead? Well, actually, they cannot come and testify right away. When we say come and testify, that's like a day or a week later, where for sure the guy had dead. Amri, Chaihu, so he's definitely alive, and if he said to have a get written and delivered, it's Michaim, and it's good. And we also know at the same time that not much more time had to pass that he's definitely going to be considered dead. So Chaihu Vesaifai Lamus. And therefore, when we say they can come and testify, it doesn't mean they could you know, convene a based in right there at that moment. That means the next day or the next week it would be acceptable. Okay, Alameata. If that's the case, this person is definitely going to die, then let's slide over to another issue. Um, ir miklat is when somebody uh, murders somebody else. Bishoyge, he goes to an ir miklat. So if this fellow is definitely going to die, then the inadvertent murderer, hey, goyla al yodai, should have to go into golas. Alama tanya, why do we have a one line brysa that says that if you have Bob, and he's there with Carl, and Bob uh, slices through. Shachat by Shnayim Rav Shnayim Hareze Ain a If he did it b'shoigig, he's not going to go to a near miklat. I thought those are the types of people who go to a near miklat. If you kill somebody b'shoigig, and this guy's definitely going to die, so uh, why over there would he not go to a near miklat? And so the Gemara Ha Itmar Allah Amr of Haishia because of two possibilities. When we say that a person murders someone else b'shoigig, has to go to a near miklat. It has to be that the one who died died totally because of what the inadvertent murderer did. This case, we're not so sure. Chayshinan, we're concerned, this is little number one, little number two, either Shema Ruach Bil Bilasai, true, uh, Bob sliced through Carl's windpipe and food pipe, but since there was some sort of wind or atmosphere or weather that was there, that could have also brought about the death, and that's not the case of somebody who goes to near Mikla. Somebody who goes to near Mikla has to be that the person he killed inadvertently died only because of 
the wound. Inami, alternatively, a, a second approach, who kirvis misose, is well, when this fellow had his windpipe and his uh, food pipe severed, he's flopping around like uh, the fish out of water, and, and that certainly could bring his death closer, and that's why the person who was responsible for it would not go to an ear miklat. My benayu, what difference does it make if you go with a first or second approach? Ika benayu, one of these two possibilities. Deshachte, like the uh, the machete wielder, shechted karl, the besa de shisha, in a literally like a marble house, no windows, no doors. In other words, there is no outside um, elements that would possibly that you could say uh, brought his death closer. Upirchais, but the guy flopped around. So as far as the chashash of the ruach bebalasa, you wouldn't have that here. But as far as the chashash that this fellow brought his death closer, you'd still have it. Inami, alternatively, deshachte bebra, or Alternatively, this happened outside, and he just sort of fell lightly to the ground, in which case we're certainly going to be concerned about the Ruach Bebalasai, but not that it was his uh, flopping around that brought his death closer. The Mishnah then said, Let's say you have a person, as far as we knew, like he could speak, and then suddenly he's not able to speak. And we ask him, hey, uh, buddy, should we write? He indicates to us that he wants to get rid of his wife, and we say, should we write again for your wife? And he, he nods his head, and uh, we go with it. Now, why are we going to go with it? Because of the head nod. Vilechus Dilma, Shichi Dilav, Lav, Nakte. Shichi Dilav, Lav is, you know, sometimes they even have this sometimes with older people. Um, they'll, they'll sort of, they'll, they'll get into a motion like this or motion like this. There's some sort of motion where the, the body is not necessarily um, doing something that's trying to communicate. It's just a, like a bobbing head syndrome, if there is such a thing. So why shouldn't we be concerned that Lav, Lav, Nakte, Inami Shichi Dehain, Hain, Nakte? So if we're asking him questions, hey, do you like, uh, you like pastrami on your burgers? And he says, yes. And, uh, and you know, do you like anchovies on your pizza? And he says, yes. Should we write again for your wife? And he says, yes. Well, maybe you just got the yes head bobbing syndrome, but it doesn't mean that his yes is a yes or no is no. So Amr of Yosef, Amr Yumi, Amr of Nachman, Da'amrinanle We actually ask him not one question right after the other, but we wait, let's say, an hour in between question one and question two and question three and question Four, and if he answers correctly, then he answers correctly. Yeah, but maybe the type of physical ailment or syndrome he's got, where, you know, sort of like the clock, uh, the hour strikes and it makes the, the chime, well, maybe his head sort of goes like this about once every hour, and it stops, and another hour. So in his, how do we have an indication that's definitely what he's thinking from his head? And so I'm reading on and this is, I think we had even explained this when we read the Mishnah. It's not Pashapad in the Mishnah, but it's from the Gemara. No, when we say we ask him questions, we ask him, Chadlav, one no question. Do you like um, mud on your pizza? And he says, no. And then an hour later, we ask him another question, but a yes question. Do you like fried onions on your pizza? That's a big yes. And then another hour later, another yes question. And then train love, another two questions, but each one is a no question. And basically, we switch it off, not one-one, but we do it in a, a non-pattern. And clearly, if he answers six times, uh, three yes questions, yes, three no questions, no, we know that his head nods are indicating what he really wants. Durei Bishmal Tana, we have a little brisa. It was just over a line. What type of questions do we ask him? I guess they didn't have pizza in those days or burgers, but do we, the things that we ask him, we ask him, we ask him sort of like summer things in December, and we ask him winter things in July. Well, what are winter and summer things? My nihu, asks the Gemara. Ilema, glufgari visadini. Hey, how'd you like us to get your Bermuda shorts out in like December in the middle of a snowstorm? 
or uh, we ask them, how'd you like us to get your down coat? And it's, well, today, like 98 degrees and sunny, and, and see what he answers to indicate what his, his mind frame is. The problem with that is, if anyone's really had, uh, you know, get the freezing chills if you're sick, even in the middle of the summer, you could be freezing and want to be under a blanket. Or in the wintertime, you have a fever, and, and you, you would love to have an ice pack on, on, your, uh, on your neck, even though it's the middle of the winter. So that, that's not what we mean. Rather, Ella Bepiri. Uh, once upon a time, before there was um, um, imports and exports, there used to be fruits that were seasonal that you could only get in that season. We're, uh, we live like kings these days. But you basically ask them, let's say, uh, watermelon. Were you able to get watermelon once upon a January? No way, no how. So you ask him in January, hey, would you like some watermelon? And he said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there is no watermelon then. Or you ask him uh, in, in the middle of uh, the, the summertime whether he would like some sort of winter um, pre. And if he answers correctly, then we know that he's all there. R- Rashi says... That's a little bit problematic because uh, even in those days they had uh, fruit that you could pickle or that you could preserve. So maybe um, what he's saying is, yeah, give me the preserved watermelon even though it's the middle of December. Uh, and, and therefore, uh, Tosus pr- prefers the um, the the, the uh, question like in the middle of, uh, I don't know, beginning of February. Hey, would you like us to go pick some oranges from the orange tree? Well, there's no oranges on the orange tree in February. Or in the middle of the summer, would you like us to go and some sort of winter fruit? That's what we're asking. Do you want us to pick it from the tree? Obviously, in an agricultural type society where everyone knew uh, what things were out in the summer and what things were not. Amrav Khan Amarav. I circled his name. Cheresh Yochol If you have a cheresh, normally we understand that as a um, deaf mute. Can't hear, can't speak. Yet, He's able to write his intentions down on a piece of paper. I dot underline those four words. We will write out and deliver a get for his wife. Okay, that's what Rav Kahn Amar Rav is telling us. Apparently a big Chiddush that we wouldn't have known otherwise. What's that? If he's a Cherish... <coughs> Well, was he a cherish uh, originally, or did he become a cherish? Okay, so so his nisuin was the rabbanan, and can we follow his uh, written desire to on a derabanan level sever the? Seemingly, we can. So Pasha this is though, Amar of Yosef, I circled of Yosef, my Kamash Milan. I put number one in the margin. We're gonna have a Reb in about ten lines from that. Rav Yosef says, My Kamash Milan, Tanina, that's basically our Mishnah. Our Mishnah said, Nishta take if the guy lost the ability to speak, the Amruloi. And you know, we say to him, Hey uh, buddy, Nichtoiv get Lishtachash, we rather get for your wife a hirchin baraishai, and he you know, gives the head nod. So we check that that head nod really means what we think it means. Im Amar, if his head nod is alav lav on no questions, proper no. So don't we know that already? That a person who lost the ability to uh, speak is uh, able to communicate his desire for uh, divorcing his wife? Amarle Rabzeira, underline Rabzeira. Rabzeira says back to Rav Yosef. One second. The Mishnah is dealing with what type of character? How, how would we categorize that character? Let's say Elaim. Elaim is somebody who's mute, who lost the ability to speak. 
what was Rav Kahneman Rav talking about? A cheresh who's deaf and mute. So don't bring in the Mishnah, Elam Ka'amres. You're bringing a case of the Mishnah from an Elam, someone who can't speak. Shiny Elam, that's different. Disanya, as we see from the following Brisa. Brisa goes for two lines. Medaber ve'ena shemeh. When you have somebody who can speak, the one thing he did, he can't hear. Zehu cheresh. I underline cheresh. That's death. Now, Rashi points out that might be like the technical term for somebody who's deaf, but throughout the, uh, throughout the Shas, when the Chachamim talk about a cheresh, they're talking about deaf and mute. But the technical person who can't hear is a cheresh. Um, if he can't speak, if that's the only thing that he can't do, that's a elam. I underline the word elam. Both of those, either a cheresh or an elam, they are totally there. And therefore, says Reb Zeretz, Reb Yosef, don't bring the Mishnah's case, the Mishnah's a cherish, but a cherish is totally there. Okay. These two terms, cherish and elam. Cherish, he uh, can't hear. Elam, he can't speak. How do you know each term means that? So almost parenthetically for the next four lines, the Gemara uh, takes a little bit of a side point. Mimayda medaber ve'eno shemeya, underlined eno shemeya, is zehu cherish. And Kama, a Shemeya, now underline these two words, Veinu Medaber, Zehu Ilein. Well, it's actually from the Pasuk, it's the Pasuk in Tehillim, it's pretty straightforward, Dixiv, Ve'ani Kecheresh, Loi Eshma, Uki Ilein, Loyif Tachpiv. I am like a Cheresh, can't hear, like an Ilein, can't speak. Okay, that's pretty straightforward. Ve'ibai Seim, alternatively, Kida Amri Inshi, like people say, uh, regarding a person who can't speak anymore, Ishtakil Milule, Ishtakil, taken away, or like removed, Milule are his words. And the first letter of Ishtakal is the Aleph. The last letter of Ishtakal is the Lamed. The first letter of the next word, Milulay, is Mem, spelling Elam. So Elam is somebody who cannot speak. That's the end of the... Uh, I put the little brackets, close them. Uh, Amar Rebzeira. Now, Rebzeira was the one who attacked Rav Yosef. Rebzeira, who we now circle and put a number two in the margin. Amar Rebzeira. Well, listen, if we got a question, Rav Khan Amarav, this is the question. Ikashali? If I got a question, Hakashali. The following Brisa. Disanya, Brisa goes just over a line, says like this, uh, regarding testimony that a person, uh, hey, Bob, do you know, uh, and he says, uh, no, I don't know it, swear to that, and he swears to it, and then it turns out that really he did know, he has to bring a carbon uh, shuasedus. So the Pasuk says, imlo yagid, literally if he doesn't, what should we say, say over, communicate, testify, say, um, prat that comes to the exclusion of an elame, a person who can't speak, he cannot be megid, he would not be high of the korban shrua, even if he really did know the information. That's the end of the Tanaic source, comma connector of Amai, one second, why should that be? We had a way that he could communicate from, from writing. Uh, that would be the question of Rav Khan Amarav. So Abaye says back to Rabzera, underline Abaye, you're bringing a question from a case of testimony? Edus Kaamris? Question mark, comma. Shiny Edus. Testimony is different because the Pasuk specifically requires verbal testimony. Durachmana Amar, quote, mi pihem. It has to come from their mouth, from their vocal cords, from that which they're saying. The mi It's a big issue nowadays. If, can you give uh, testimony like over video? Is that PM? Are you, are you hearing what they're saying? You're hearing what the speaker is reproducing of the sound that they're saying? Is that like mitachaksav? Is that mitachaksav? But that, that's different. Meisvei. What brings a two-line brisa? 
that uh, would seem, uh, Pashup Shat would uh, indicate not like this. The Bryce says like this, just like if you have somebody who can't speak anymore and he shakes his head a bunch of times and we realize that the way he shakes his head is what his real intention is. So just like we'll accept that for Gitin, we'll also um, check a person like that for Masa Umatan, and la edios, I squiggle on edios, and assuming all types of testimonies, uli yerushais, and all sorts of inheritance. Okay, that's the end of the Tanaic source. We want to focus at least on one of the issues. Ketani mihas, it does say, edios, seemingly a person who cannot um, speak anymore, is uh, valid to give us an edios. That would be a question. No, amar of yesu, amar amar of no, it's not talking about when it says edus, all types of edus. It's a specific case of edus, be edus isha. In other words, the case of an aguna where we're super makel to akilu barabana. We'll even let like an isha give testimony about that and accept it. That's why we'll accept testimony from this. Not that he could when we say edios that a um, person who can't speak will accept his testimony specifically in this case and only the case of an aguna. Well, there were another examples that were given in the Bryce Vahaketani put this in right angles, Yerushais, right? Uh, it sounds like that he can also do for Yerusha, and seemingly, now, how's he going to communicate to us? Apparently, he's going to write it out, and that would be acceptable. That's a question. Amrabavarabo says it's not a question, because it's not talking about, let's say, some other families, who's the firstborn, who's the otherborn, what's Yerusha? He's talking about his own family. He's talking about Yerusha's benoi habachor. So let's say he writes out that... Uh, yeah, actually, I would like to have my firstborn only get a regular portion of the inheritance along with his brothers. That's what we'll accept. But that's, that's something that he's telling us about himself, not, so to speak, a edus. Ketani mihas, but what about this? It did say, two words in right angles, masaos and matanos, all sorts of business dealings. Uh, should we not assume that that means my love, Bama? All sorts of business dealings that other people were doing. Uh, seemingly, then, we can't accept his testimony. Answers the Gemara again, lo, it's, it's much more personal, rather, le di de. It's only things that he himself was involved in, which is not edus. Semicolon. Meisve, the reason we put a semicolon is this goes back to the first line. When Rav Kahana Marav had said, a cherish, who's able to daber we write out a get for his wife and deliver it, really? Here's this next source that seems to uh, maybe indicate otherwise. It goes for two lines. When it comes to a person who's a cheresh, we do not follow different sort of uh, uh, signals or uh, 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 hand motions or head motions that he gives us. Or after his, his jumps or movements. Excuse me. I squiggle under that. If he writes something out, we won't follow it. Ella, the only realm with which that'll be acceptable is metaltalin, uh, monetary issues, movables. Avaloi legitin. And I, I don't know if there's enough room over here, but at least one underline, not for gitin. Now, on the top two lines, Rav Kanamarav said, we will if he can write out his uh, intention that he wants to give us get. Uh, get to his wife, we will follow it. So this is very problematic because as great as Rav Kanamarav is, this is a brisa. The Gemara answers, true. This brisa really is a problem for Rav Kanamarav. However, Tanoi, he is actually Machlokas Tanoim. There's numerous snake opinions. Desanya. And here's the brisa, next two and a half lines, that would be the Tanaic um, approach with which Rav Kanamarav was going. It's brought to us by Amar, Ibatra Shumagam Liel, Bemed Varma Murim. When is it where we don't 
follow what he's indicating to us when it comes in the realm of Gitin, that is, and here's where we're going to make the distinction, a Cheresh Me'ikaroi. As we're talking about a Cheresh who was born that way. However, Aval, if he was a Pikeach, he was all there, and he got married, Venis and then became a Cheresh, who Koisev, he can write out, he can actually even write out the get for his wife, if he knows how to do that. Vehain and the Edim will Chaisman. Okay. Based that's just like what Rav Khan Amrav had said. Okay. So how about if he was a Cherish, though, he was born that way? The Cherish mi Karoi. Loi? Like we don't pay attention to his, his uh, hand motions, his, his hints, his signals to us? Well, what do you do with this? There's a. It's actually a. I think it's a Mishnah. It goes for exactly the line. It says, Kashem Shekainsa Baramiza, just like a person who's a Cherish is able to hook up with a woman, we'll call it maybe uh, getting married on a Durabanan level, by giving us remiza, kach moitzia b'remiza. So too is he able to divorce her, or, uh, separate from her with remiza. Sounds like even though he's a charshmi karoi, his remizas will be acceptable. So we answer, you know what? That's true. If the way he started the relationship with this woman was remizos, then 10 years later, he can sever that relationship with Remizos. <laughs> but what case are we talking about? That's where the reason that he's with this woman is because of his brother who had married this woman and then his brother died childless and it fell to her, uh-huh. fell to him as a Yavama. Okay, one second. What was the status of the brother who had originally, the dead brother who had originally married this woman? Yevimtoi miman. From what type of brother? Colon. Ilema denafalemi achiv cheresh. If he's a cheresh and his brother is also a cheresh, well, then when his brother um, married this woman originally, it was only to Rabbanan. Kashem sheknisasa beremiza, kach yetziasa beremiza. Ella will have two answers. Here's the first. It must be that he is a cheresh, but his brother is a pikeach. Ella, this is answer number one, denaflele me'achiv pikeach. That's why um, we say that he would be unable to because the zika is coming as a deraisa zika, and if he's going to sever that, that would only be on a durabana level. Vibayseima, second answer, la'ilam denaflele me'achiv cheresh. No, he's a cheresh, and his brother is a cheresh. Well, then why won't, wouldn't we allow it? Gezeira, I double underline the word Gezeira. I really like Mikra, and we should, but we are concerned that it's uh, too similar to Gezeira Achiv Cheresh Atu Achiv Pikeach. The, the concern would be that the Achiv, who is a Cheresh who died, that if you allow it there, you'll allow it also where Achiv, where the dead brother is a Pikeach, and all there. Well, if we're concerned about making these gezeras, then even his own wife, shouldn't we be concerned that we've allowed him, a cherish, to divorce his wife? We might allow him to divorce his Yevama? Well, no. Because one thing is a Yevama, like everyone knows, how's he hooked up with this woman? Because his brother, well, you know, terrible thing, but like died without kids. People could get confused between one type of Yevama and another. But the woman that he married, we had said two lines ago, we even double underline the word gezeira, that we make this gezeira for a cherish because of a case of a pikeach. Really? Connector of a but we have a Mishnah. Mishnah goes about seven lines, and it's going to uh, indicate very clearly that if the woman falls where the brother who dies was a cherish that he can divorce her, and we don't make any gezeras out to a case where maybe it might fall from a brother's bikeach. That's not. 
this uh, it's quite involved. It's just quite detailed. Uh, this Mishnah, Shnei Achin Chershin. I put a double underline under Shnei Achin Chershin. Let's say you have two brothers who are Chershin, Nesuin, and they happen to be married. This is going to take us right back to Yevamos to two sisters who are Colin uh, number one. Uh, two sisters who are Pichais, who are both all there, Kama, or number two, two sisters who are both Harashais, Kama, or number three, two sisters, one's a Pichachas, one a Chereshes, or a whole new set of cases. V'chein, I double underline, Let's say you have two sisters who are Chereshes, and they are married, Nesuois, two, we'll again have a one, two, or three, either. Two brothers, number one, who are Pichin, they're both all there. Or number two, Shneachin, Chershin, they're both Cherishes. Uh, or number three, Lishneachin, two brothers, one's a Pikech, one's a Cherish. In all these cases, if one of the brothers dies childless, the other brother does what? Nothing. Totally off the hook. Kama. If in any of these scenarios the two ladies were not sisters but rather totally unrelated, then Yichnesu, the surviving brother, can take the uh, deceased brother's uh, widow. And here's the Ikra for us, the last four lines of the Bryce. And if they want to divorce, uh, they can divorce them. Which, again, it seems like it's falling from a brother who is a cherish. Uh, they can, yes, divorce him. And we don't make any gezerah to a case where the, the, the brother might have been a pikeach. And that's pretty clear in which case, and the Gemara doesn't usually do this, but it does here, Elamachvarta, Kedushanin and Mi'ikara. Better to go with the first way we answered, that the brother that uh, this woman is falling from is a pikeach. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Yochanan points something out. We had a Rav Shimon, remember when we said, oh, this is going to be a maze fate to Rav Kanam Arav? And then we brought in, but there's this Rav Shimon ben Gamliel approach. And, and that's who Rav Kanam Arav is going on. What um, Rav Yochanan points out is that when Rav Shimon Gamliel said what he said, he wasn't coming to be mefarish the Chachamim, he was coming to be chaylik on the Chachamim. Chaluk and alav chaver Rav Shimon Gamliel. Amar I uh, half boxed a baye. We can have our puppets respond to a baye momentarily. We also have a Tanaic source that is uh, very uh, much like that. The Tanaic source goes for a line and a half and uh, starts here. It says, Nishta Tase. If you have a woman, she was all there, but then she became a Shaita La Yoitsi. He's not uh, able, the husband is not able to divorce her. Um, Kama. Nisharesh who underline those two words. Let's say he had a marriage that started regular, and then he became a cherish or he became uh, sort of crazy. He can never get rid of her. That's when they got married. It was on a deraisa level because they were both all there, and now he's not really with it anymore. So a divorce is not a possibility, and it's not a possibility. Oilamis forever. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Comma <coughs> connector. My oilamis. What do we mean? Forever. Well, Oilamis must mean even if he can write down what his intentions are, we're, we're not going to go with that. And that clearly indicates that uh, Shungam Liel versus uh, the Chachamim is definitely a Machokis. Amar of Papa. I half-boxed Rav Papa. Rav Papa is speaking, it doesn't say Amar Lei, but he's, he's responding to Abaye's point. He says, well, actually, if not for the fact that Rabbi Yochanan said 
definitively that there's a Machlok Shem Gamliel in the Chachamim, Havamin Roshim Gamliel, I might have thought he was coming Leferushe Taimedet Kama Kama Hudaasa. He's not coming to be Cholik, he's coming to explain. Umai, and what would the last word in the Bryce that we had about four lines ago mean when it said, in right angles here, Oilamis? Never? Maybe what it means is two possibilities. Number one, Afaglav de Chazinale de Charif. Right? Even though we see that he's all there, he might not be able to speak, but every indication is he knows uh, what's going on, that would be the case. However, where he's actually to write, able to write out what his intentions are, there for sure it would still be okay. Inami, alternatively, This is the second approach. Really on a derice level, A woman who is... Um, be gone, basically gone insane, she can be divorced. Just like a woman is all there. Remember, it's, a woman doesn't have a say on a Torah level to get divorced. You can force a divorce on her. Why are we not letting a woman who became a shaita uh, receive a divorce? Well, we're basically concerned when she's out on the street that guys are going to take advantage of her. And therefore, we tell the husband, listen, your wife, like, she's not able to deal with things herself. You cannot divorce her. Okay, I'd cut.